and gentlemen it's seven o'clock on a saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mccain they're going on the other pod- podcast and I, it works better when i turn my microphone on stacy yeah yeah uh, anyway uh stacy blogs at the other mccain.com i blog at hogwash.com and diana blogs a randomly in a haphazard manner at dailyadvancement.com. How you doing, Diana? Uh, I'm here, but I'm having real trouble. I'm going to duck out and come back in. Give me a moment. Okay, oh, no. we'll see you in a second. Real trouble down in Valdosta, Georgia. But I at least she remembered to turn her mic on. Hang on a sec. I'll, I'll, I'll come back in. She's, All right, we'll she's, see you got a, she's got a anyway. bad signal or whatever, but uh, well, anyway, uh, meanwhile, news from Valdosta. Well, let's wait for her to get back. <laughs> you know, she don't, you, uh, you what? Were, what? You don't want to surprise yeah. her halfway through the story. She's back, according to the info <laughs> here. Hi, Diana. Now, Stacy, talk about news from da- Valdosta. Yes, the uh, Valdosta crime wave continues. Um, police made an arrest after a domestic dispute took place in front of them at at 1.11 a.m. on April 11th. Police in the 1600 block of North Ashley Street heard yelling. (laughs) uh, Officers saw a man chasing a young woman down the street. When mm-hmm. he caught her, he began assaulting her. Ah. As, as officers ran toward the assault, both the man and the woman stood and ran from the police. The <laughs> officers chased the man into a motel room where he tried to shut the door on them. Officers <laughs> pushed their way in and grabbed the suspect who resisted arrest and kicked an officer. The woman had minor injuries from the assault. The suspect, described as a 25-year-old Valdosta man, is charged with felony obstruction of an officer and misdemeanor battery family violence. He also had an active arrest warrant through the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office. So uh, apparently they're just uh, they're just beating up people everywhere. Oh, on the other hand, Stacy, uh, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. It could. I mean, for example, uh, uh, let's go to the left coast uh, only electronically oh. and consider what used to be a beautiful town that I've driven through on several occasions, Portland. 
Portland, Oregon is yes. now a no-go zone because progressives mm-hmm. ruin everything. I quote to you from a column in Splice today. When Antifa besieged downtown in 2020, resulting in months of rioting and millions in property damage, President Trump offered to send in the National Guard. City Hall refused the help and vilified Trump instead. A Trump Mm. fan wearing an insignia was murdered by a rabble-rouser who laid in wait at a parking garage. The killer Mm -hmm. was later gunned down by federal agents in a Washington State apartment complex parking lot. Downtown hasn't recovered. Businesses (laughs) are still fleeing. Slabs of plywood covered many street-level windows. Intractable homelessness uh, besotting block after block and open-air shooting galleries have turned Portland into a no-go zone for thousands of locals and decimated the tourist and convention trade. The pandemic played a part in creating the current malaise, but that's over, and there's been little discernible bounce back. Well, yeah, but when you pay people mm. enough people not to work, and they're people who, well, uh, you know, I, I titled this thing uh, in our internal uh, list of stuff to do here, Idle Hands, and the, you know, the mm. thing about the being the devil's workshop or the devil's mm-hmm. playthings. That's a, a spinoff of something that St. Jerome wrote in the fourth century mm-hmm. uh, as a commentary on one of the Proverbs, and Jerome was saying, uh, keep busy, so uh, find something to do so that when the devil comes, you'll see that you're too busy. And, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> that's good advice, and you can see what happens to a society that throws it away. Yeah, Andy No yep. has pointed out that uh, uh, part of what's wrong with Portland is that it's a majority white city. It's one of America's whitest cities for the size that it mm-hmm. is, uh, which tends to uh, give rise to victimhood ideology, which is connected to extreme... Huh? I call it the uh, victimhood sweepstakes. You see, if you you can't be an oppressed person, uh, you have to find a way to to expiate your guilt. And your that this gets very, very, very strange, very, very quickly. I lived in the Bay Area. I watched it happen. It sh- was just absolutely shocking. Yeah, uh, one of the ways that the pandemic has has helped uh, cause this kind of problem uh, to uh, escalate mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, people don't realize that that under the um, um, under the uh, pan, under the rubric of uh, pandemic relief, uh, the federal government was handing out billions of dollars in uh, extra unemployment. You mispronounced trillions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, thank you. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that there was a uh, on a, in addition to uh, regular unemployment, uh, people were getting. I want to say it was something like $600 a month. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so uh, that's on top of your state unemployment payment. Mm-hmm. And so 
and why this was done. Well, no, it's, it's here's the insanity of it. I got those checks, and they were only um they were on well I I my after they take out for Medicare I the back then I was getting like twenty two hundred a month from Social Security, right? So I mean you know why was I getting this extra six hundred bucks? And by the way, I was still working full time. Yeah. And it, it's, and what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and so this is part of why you had this escalation in gun crime and escalation in drug overdoses, because suddenly people who had nothing better to do and no self-respect, I suppose uh, you might say had extra money uh, mm. with which they could buy guns and drugs well, yeah, I mean, but mostly you, drugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I, you can you, get, know, you I, can get a good you can get a good used police turn in Glock for under three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is true. Um, three weeks later, if you are uh, using as many drugs as a lot of these people appear to be using, you sell it for two hundred, so you can get your get your drugs. Yeah, I yep. have seen I have seen videos of the streets of Portland. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it's just it's This just, isn't the America I grew up in. Yeah, it's just Not so at all. sad. People camped out on the street, you know, stoned out of their minds and mm -hmm. uh, and and one of the things I I I, I want to point out is that when I sometimes when I talk about these problems, crime, drugs, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, uh, readers may think I'm engaging in racism. We'll get to that further down the show. As if mm. white people are immune to such problems. But uh, you They're go not. someplace like Portland, uh, which has this nexus of whiteness and the welfare mentality, and you find, mm. and by the way, I got a $20 um, uh, uh, tip jar hit for using the phrase, and saying there are plenty of Caucasians living La Vita Ghetto. <laughs> he said the phrase La Vita Ghetto was was itself worth. I do like it. It's quite good. <laughs> yeah, on the other hand, like I say, this isn't the America I grew up in. Let me tell you about growing up in Nashville in the fifties, right? Okay. I mean, you know, it was like a completely different thing. You know, what a like when I was 10 years old, uh, I would have been in the fifth grade or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we were more interested in what movie was going to be on shock theater on Friday night, you know, and, and, and I had stayed up late one Friday night at the end of January in 58 to watch the Wolfman. Lon Chaney. Yes. And on WSIX TV, which is no, that call signs no longer in use, but anyway, there was channel eight, which actually they've done a channel swap. That's not even channel eight anymore. Anyway, at the end of the movie, the station, you know, it was, it was just after midnight typically. And that was when the stations would sign off. Okay. And uh, so just before sign off, they would do news headlines and they announced that the army had just launched a satellite explorer one America's first satellite, you know, and so 65 years later this week, you know, I'm sitting, uh, working at home and spare mm -hmm. computer with the monitor going, watching SpaceX not launch on Monday, but mm -hmm. then watching them, watching them launch again, uh, uh, on, and actually getting it off the ground uh -huh. and 
uh, engaging in what they refer to as a, um, a rut. Rapid, unscheduled disassembly. Well, yes. in this case, I do want to make one comment. They waited yes. way too long to, we were, they'd lost control of their rocket and they waited way too long. I know they were just harvesting all the data they could to hit the self-destruct that needed to, that needed to be hit about 40 seconds earlier than they did. Well, it was, you know, they, they were looking at where things would fall in the Gulf and that sort of stuff. And that's one of the nice things about launch, launching out of uh, Boca Chica. I used to live in that area in Brownsville. Boca Chica is Brownsville is as far up the Rio Grande as you can take an ocean going vessel, which is why it's, you know, you do that with Portland's the same way on the Columbia river out West. And, but Boca Chica is part of the, it's actually out of of not a little more than halfway out near where the coast guard station is. In any way, I did get quoted as an expert by our friend, Aaron, uh, uh, Walker, who is now on Twitchy. Uh, as one of their writers, um, he, he called me, he, uh, Aaron is also my lawyer, and uh, he, he called me for an engineer's explanation of what had gone on. So if you, if you go to Aaron's uh, pages on Twitter, you'll, you'll see him. You can watch the video. Um, but my final comment about t- this week in uh, space travel is uh, the Are You Pondering? Uh, what I'm pondering from yesterday. I think so, Brain, but when Marvin left for Texas, he was muttering about illegal immigration and PU-36 space modulators. (laughs) I remember my bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Anyway, um, but uh, speaking once again of Twitter uh, and and Musk, uh, Musk published a correction uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he remember he had been tag, he had been tagging uh, he had been tagging uh, various accounts as being government sponsored or various sorts of things and of course NPR got completely bent out of shape uh, mm-hmm. uh, for being called uh, state affiliated media uh, the CBC uh, got bent out of shape and mm-hmm. complained that uh, they were less than seventy percent government funded so. Uh, Musk changed their tag to 69% government-funded media. <laughs> Which I thought was so clever. <laughs> yes. Well, my whole response to that was, hey. But meanwhile, some other things have happened this week uh, on Twitter. Uh, one of the things they did later in the week is they stopped dropping all that tagging. So like the Voice of America and Ra- Russia Today are no longer tagged. CBC is no longer tagged. Um, if NPR ever comes back, maybe they won't be tagged. But the point mm-hmm. is, all that's gone away. But what has also gone away is legacy blue checks. Yeah. And so, if you're like me and pay eight dollars a month for the blue check because I like the editing feature, you know, mm-hmm. I'm now a verified account. Well, yeah, they've got my uh, the way they verified it is they got my credit card information. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but, ruthless capitalism, you gotta love it. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. Uh, that's, and it's one of the reasons I signed up for it. But there was a mass quantity of whining. I know. Uh, uh, a Bette Midler probably got <laughs> uh, one of the worst ratios. He, she tweeted, Ella took my blue check away. I'm unverified. 
All these years and thousands of tweets and free content, this worm has the nerve to decertify me. And they were going, they had had to go on the, you know, the people were going to uh, tweet using uh, their identities and it was dangerous and all sorts of, you know, uh, on the other hand, you know, uh, those of us who've done things like uh, tweet about uh, Bud Light, uh, and uh, <laughs> we, we've now been told by the uh, uh, by our uh, presidential press secretary that we're that just commenting on it is engaging in violence. <laughs> but speaking of real violence, Stacy. Oh no! Yes, you 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 have you've done a, a lot of crime reporting this week. Yeah, well, you know, we are in the midst of a of a um, of a, uh, a a terrible outbreak, uh, a surge of crime, and uh, <clears throat> I had a post this week that I titled mm. "An Argument for Gun Control Ending in a Question Mark." Derek. Mm. Edward Gathers, a registered sex offender from Augusta, Georgia. In 2005, when he was 19 years old, Gathers was convicted of third-degree rape. Shudder. Okay, and I've got a mugshot of Mr. Gathers there, but... That's not what the uh, mugshot is from. And Stacey, this is not the only person we've done reporting about of someone who'd been accused of uh, third-degree sexual offense. Mm. Very true. (laughs) Very true. In in (laughs) April 2020, Gathers was arrested again on charges of drug possession as well as possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. However, the mugshot's not from that arrest either. In March 2021... Gathers was yet again arrested for a parole violation, but still, this mugshot is not from that arrest. So, okay, so in June 2022, last June, guess what happened to Derek Gathers? Traffic stop. He was arrested for a traffic stop no license, no insurance, an expired tag, driving on the wrong side of the road, and eluding a police officer. But guess what? He has now been arrested again. The registered sex offender accused of trying to kill a state trooper and a Bamberg County deputy on Sunday will remain in jail until his case is heard in court. Derek Edward Gathers of Augusta, Georgia, is charged with two counts of attempted murder and one count each of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime and failure to stop for blue lights. Okay, he shot the trooper in the side of his face and uh, also shot at the deputy And uh, the um, uh, prosecutor said that uh, described Gathers as a danger to the community. (laughs) You noticed? Yes, and and asked the court to deny uh, bond for Gathers, and the judge agreed. Oh, by the way, Gathers, he's got a warrant out for his arrest in Georgia. 
And uh, we should point out this bust uh, that we're talking about. He shot a South Carolina trooper. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Lance Corporal B.A. Frazier. And I believe B.A. stands for badass. Uh, uh, We've got a a mugshot of uh, Corporal B.A. Frazier on the... um, on the uh, blog. Good looking uh, young man. Yes, he is uh, making significant progress in his recovery. But mm-hmm. the whole point is, is that every time there's a shooting that makes national headlines, uh, Joe Biden issues the same, uh, a variation of the same statement, blaming the NRA and Republicans for opposing quote unquote commons since gun safety reforms. But what is the point of passing new laws if we're not going to lock people up when they mm. violate the existing laws? Well, you uh-huh. know, apparently there already South Carolina already has a law in the books against shooting other people. Yeah. 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 More well, than a I, few. I, I, yeah. It's also there's also a law against driving a stolen car with no license and running <laughs> away from police, all of which Derek Gathers did and uh and uh I won't tell you what my brother said about the mugshot of uh, Derek Gathers, but uh, mm. uh, he he doesn't appear to be a criminal mastermind. Well, let me put it like this: <laughs> if, he, if he, uh, were- he is he is either he is either incredibly stoned, <laughs> or he Probably. has this, or he has this emptiness in his eyes that uh, would be bothersome to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I have seen several mug shots of, of the guy and uh, that's uh, uh, that's the worst of them. But so so while uh, uh, felons are shooting state troopers in the face, meanwhile, good heavens, uh, University of Texas. Whoa, 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 profess- wait a second. How come this isn't a bigger uh, national news story? I mean, you, you've got a guy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a traffic stop. In this case, the cop gets shot rather than mm-hmm. the uh, driver. I mean, why do you think that this one isn't being covered? It doesn't fit the narrative. Why? Not at all. <laughs> why, why Stacy? Uh, because the trooper is black. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. Ah. He looks... Um, yeah. Yeah, that that's the problem. It's because yeah, yeah as you Black were, Lives Matter unless it's a black cop getting shot uh, by a black suspect, in which case CNN will decide it's time to cover the Kardashians. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they should have been covered up a long time. Never mind. No, no, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a joke. I think it was Jim Treacher there. I forget who it was that published this matrix of 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 how um, how uh, the media covers uh, crime, you know, it's so uh, depending on who the victim and the and the uh, perpetrator is. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, University of Texas professor Kirsten Bradbury oh, demonizes wealthy white men for violence, deceit, and irresponsibility. Uh, as recently. I have things to say when we get to the bottom of this. As recently as uh, 2018, Kirsten Bradbury was paid over $100,000 a year as an associate professor of psychology. 
at the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. She also has a private practice as a clinical mm -hmm. psychology, but apparently she now only uh, teaches part-time at the university. So last year, uh, her pay from the university was only around $60,000. Still, I would not say she's a victim of oppression, uh, but nevertheless, uh, she wanted to make sure her students know who to blame for oppression. A University of Texas, and, and here I quote, da, 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 the free beacon, a University of Texas psychology professor is apologizing to her students after including a question on a quiz that stated, wealthy white men are most likely to repeatedly violate the rights of others. The quiz was a part of Professor Kirsten Bradbury's personality psychology course and asked students which demographic is most likely to be diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. She then stipulated, she said the disease itself is, quote, a, a racist diagnosis in the way that it has been applied. And then she went on to characterize uh, white males as, as the real um, uh, Wealthy white males. Wealthy white males. Wealthy yeah, so, white so males. So I remember how, how my rights were uh, violated by all those rich white men uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm, but, uh, right. Uh, but um, Okay, uh, I'm going to go there right now. Go. Uh, I'm an engineer. I have a, an, uh, I'm very senior in my career, and I have a desirable, rare specialty. Guess what? My bill rate's pretty. You're good. well paid. I'm well. Mm -hmm. I, you know, uh, a lot of people would not consider me wealthy, but uh, let's think about it. If if my income is in the upper ten percent, if my income is average in the United States worldwide, I'm an extremely mm -hmm. wealthy person. Um, but, uh, and I'm white and I'm male and I'm capable of violence. I've done it for a living before as a soldier. Uh, but I don't particularly think I'm all that deceitful and I don't think I'm all that irresponsible. Now mm -hmm. it's interesting. Uh, any, any social personality disorder is associated with people who score low on agreeableness and psych testing. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the bottom 2% on that. So, you know, if I, I'm, I'm a really good candidate for that, but I don't happen to have any personality disorders at the moment as far as I, when I did uh, get involved in uh, some uh, counseling uh, for a particular Well, what's reason, your score for conscientiousness, John? Uh, 85th percentile. That's uh, you're you're you're. I'm sorry, you're not a sociopath. <laughs> I mean, it. it well, no, yeah. but, well, no. What I'm saying is that uh, the uh, psychologist, uh, uh, basically, after interviewing me and doing all the testing, and he said, "Well, the diagnosis for you is jerk in OS, which means it's not, <laughs> not otherwise specified." So you know, <laughs> I, but I'm not any social about it. Just, but I'm still uh, a jerk. But, but no, the point is, is that this is sexist garbage. Yes, well, it is. The, the question well, of the wait a question. sec, wait a sec, wait a sec. Um, it is true that there are more men suffering from antisocial personality disorder. That's that, true. That's just true. 
Right. Um, but the women who, there are women who suffer it. Um, racially, it, as I recall, there's no particular racial component to this. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, uh, that, uh, the reason why is, it, I was uh -oh. trying to figure out why she called it a racist uh, diagnosis and there has been and it turns out that for uh, several years there has been some controversy surrounding a British professor named Richard Lynn who in, uh, a few years ago published a book called Race Differences in Psychopathic Personality and um, uh, it is Lynn's contention uh, uh, that um, uh, that uh, Black people are, uh, as as behavior on the basis of behavior, more likely to exhibit uh, psychopathic tendencies, and so and this has been very controversial. Okay, mm. I, I just want to point this out. The, right, but the but point he's... being that because apparently this uh, controversy in academia that most people have never heard of, right? Uh, this is why she calls it a uh, racist diagnosis, even though, I mean, you know, as far as I know, diagnosis is, is based upon, uh, you know, an examination, not on, on some prejudice. I think the cat is trying to tear the microphone apart. He's trying to eat. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it, almost, it almost shattered my eardrum. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm not a rich white male. <laughs> no, so. but but the point the point but the point I'd like to be richer. Yeah, well, the the point <laughs> the, the point is as as Dana was talking about, you know, there at least in U.S. data, and we have a much broader data set than they would in the U.K. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any. There, there are differences in crime rates uh, uh, across race, but that's a, mm -hmm. being a criminal is not a requirement for uh, antisocial uh, uh, personality disorder, nor does mm -hmm. it necessarily mean that you become a criminal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, may, you may just become an abuser or some other thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, Stacy, you need to get down and do the last couple of paragraphs of this one because here's that's going to be important. Oh wait, <laughs> did I, do I need to do the last? I see here I am uh, yeah. doing this. Uh, the last couple of paragraphs of the article. Yeah, well, well or, you had taken me away because you, you know uh, denounced by the S. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I forgot to mention that Richard Lynn, the author of. Uh, race differences in psychopathic personality. Um, uh, that book you can purchase through my Amazon Associates link, and I'll collect a small commission on the sale. And did I mention that it's been denounced by the Southern Poverty Law Center? <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure that many of my readers will say, denounced by the Southern Poverty Law Center? I must buy this book now. And but, as a matter of fact, I sold one. Well, you're not only that, Stacy, but there, uh, that's one way to support uh, the blogs is through the Amazon Affiliates Program. Uh, but you need to tell the people about the yellow button. See, and, and this, I was trying to do my transition <laughs> earlier saying that mm -hmm. I'm a white Wanting man, to be but I'm not wealthy <laughs> enough to be a sociopath. <laughs> so I would like to become wealthier. 
And folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. Uh, if you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, shekels, any currency you got, we'll take at the PayPal account. However, we do not take Russian rubles for obvious reason. Uh, but yes, uh, click on the yellow button and donate uh, via PayPal uh, to help support the blog, to help support this podcast, but most of all, to keep my wife happy because she likes it uh, when I make money off this uh, crazy endeavor. And keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. There is in the sidebar right over there on the right, a tip jar icon. Click on that and you'll be taken away to my PayPal account where you can do all that other good stuff that Stacy mentioned, except the money comes into my PayPal account. So support my blog and my share of the podcast. Or, or you can do your Amazon shopping using the links at hogwash or uh, uh, at uh, the I mentioned the Amazon affiliates program where we bloggers get a cut of the action for our participation. And you can also shop at the hogwash store. So, so and by the way, uh, you can troll around in the menu bar at the top and find my uh, snail mail address. And that would allow you to mail the uh, gold imperial Russian rubles that I will take quite cheerfully. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. And see, that will keep us gainfully employed, and then we won't have to resort to all that deceit and irresponsible violence, and we can stay out of jail. Yeah, yeah. 300 years in prison. No, I would. I was just worried about jail, not just prison. <laughs> 300 years. How, how would you like to do... Uh, be sentenced to 300 years in prison. Well, well, well you know, where I be come still from, my heart, where, where I come from, where I come from, they, uh, they didn't have a life sentence, but they had 99 years with no parole. Mm. <laughs> well, earlier this month, two burglars broke into a pawn shop in Macon, Georgia, and stole more than 60 firearms. It did not take long for police to solve the crime. A week later, they executed a search warrant in Cordell, more than 50 miles south of Macon, and recovered about half the stolen guns at the home of 32-year-old Rontavius Jackson. Keep that name in mind, Rontavius Jackson. I'll tell you more about this later. He has been charged with 31 counts of receiving stolen property, 32 counts of possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, and one count of theft by receiving stolen property. Now, every time a mass shooting makes national headlines, Joe Biden issues a statement blaming the NRA and Republicans for opposing common-sense gun safety reforms, as if these reforms would have prevented the incident in question. But murder is already illegal 
Why would criminals who, by definition, do not obey laws be deterred by new gun laws, seeing as how they're obviously willing to ignore laws against murder? Of course, anyone expecting logic from Democrats is doomed to be disappointed. But why do the media swallow these bogus arguments for new gun control laws without question when the basic flaw of such arguments is so obvious. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, here's the thing. Under Georgia law, uh, (laughs) every count of possession of firearms by a convicted felon (laughs) uh, carries a possible sentence of up to 10 years in prison. So if courts in Georgia are serious about preventing gun violence, they could sentence Ron Tavius Jackson to more than 300 years in prison. Now, here's another thing about guns. What do criminals do? Well, they commit crime. Well, uh, how would they get guns? No matter what regulation you put on the sale of guns, criminals will still get guns by stealing them. And in this case, they robbed a gun store. Right, right, right. And by the way, I will point out that uh, Ron Tavius Jackson, according to uh, uh, the police, had a accomplice. Mm -hmm. They only caught him with half the gun. So that means that there's somebody out there with 30 or so guns who could also get 300 years. I I, I should correct you. I I misspoke. They did. This was not a robbery because robbery involves personal uh, confrontation. It was a burglary. burglary. Um, uh, My favorite story of someone who tried to rob a gun store was a guy who did it uh, when I out in California, did it to a gun store in Costa Mesa. They recovered four different calibers of bullets from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, he was pretty well ventilated. Well, the, the, the store owner shot him with a forty-five. The uh, uh, highway patrol officer shot him with a thirty-eight. <laughs> the Orange County deputy shot him with a nine millimeter, and one of the one of the uh, customers shot him with a forty-four special. <laughs> well, well, you know uh, this story of Ron Tavius Jackson. You know, <laughs> as I said. His uh, accomplice is still at large, and I was waiting to see, wondering if he had also been arrested. So in order to try to get to this kind of quickly, Mm -hmm. to try to find it on Google, I used the terms Rontavious Arrest. Okay, Mm -hmm. let me spell Rontavious for you. R-O-N-T-A-V-I-O-U-S. Rontavious arrest. Google this, right? I'm afraid to. Google those terms because, you know, I thought, well, that's a rare enough name, Rontavious. Sadly. (laughs) Right? That there would only be, you know, that any story using the word Rontavious that would have to, well, guess what? There are at least five or six different People named Ron Tavius out there, all of whom have been arrested, okay? Uh, that apparently, if you want your child to go to prison, naming him Ron Tavius gives him a good head start. Well, so. on the other hand, you know, you, 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 you titled your story a, a, 
a case for gun control question mark and the answer your uh, question this was past week was the wrong week to go there at least for people who know anything about either history or american literature are you going to read the whole thing? i'm not going to do that but i am going to t- uh, point out that paul revere's ride was written by longfellow in 1860 uh, mm-hmm. uh he had visited the the steeple in the, the old North church. And it was just, that was an inspiration for him. And it got published January of 1861 in the mm-hmm. Atlantic monthly. Now, can you imagine the Atlantic monthly publishing it? Never mind. Now, not now. Can I do the first verse? Uh, you do the last verse and then I'll pick it up toward the end. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere on the 18th of April in 75. Hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. Yep, and it, it goes through the story, and then uh, you know the rest in the books you have read, how the British regulars fired and fled, how farmers gave them ball for ball from behind each finite fence and farmyard wall, chasing the redcoats down the lane, then crossing the fields to emerge again under the trees at the turn of the road and only pausing to fire and load. And mm-hmm. then it goes on uh, to, to tag me on. But the, the thing that, uh, that strikes me now with that is, you know, the poem is in the voice of an old innkeeper who is telling children what he saw when he was a child. Uh, and the line, you know the rest from the books you have read. How many kids in school actually read about Lexington and Concord? Yeah. Well, the whole point of Lexington and Concord was the government was coming to take their guns. Well, you know, there. Yeah. And, and but in terms of uh, the other thing, you know, uh, the worst mass shooting in American history. Uh, occurred to uh, uh, in the late 1890s uh, of 297 Lakota Sioux men, women, and children were killed Mm -hmm. by government agents and members of the uh, Mm -hmm. 7th Cavalry Regiment uh, who who had come to take their guns for their protection. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there it is. Uh, so but when the not government everybody tells you don't need a gun, you desperately need a gun. But, you know, the, the, the not everybody knows history quite as well as uh, as we three might. Uh, for example, <laughs> take Don. Never did. Please. Don Lemon. Don Lamont is on a roll, yeah. so to speak. Uh, 2024 presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy angered CNN This Morning host Don Lamont during a debate on gun rights for black Americans while on air. In the heated exchange, Lamont took offense to Ramaswamy's recent statements at an NRA conference last week about Democrats in the South instituting gun laws to prevent African Americans from protecting their newfound rights in the post-Civil War era. Lamont reduced Ramaswamy's Mm. point to a declaration that the Civil War was fought merely to give black people gun rights and berated him for it, telling him that the statement insulted him as a black American. And it's it's Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. In the heated crosstalk, 
Lamont also snapped at his producers who were apparently distracting him over his earpiece. And so uh, um, the, the, the facts of the matter, uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy in a, a subsequent interview with Newsmax mm -hmm. said, I tried to teach Don Lamont some history that he didn't understand. Yeah, well, just about any history, Don Lamont well, doesn't let me, understand. Let me, say as a life member, let me say as a life member of the NRA, um, I'm very proud of uh, being a member of the nation's oldest civil rights organization. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, <clears throat> the one of the things that the NRA did during the 50s was charter uh, clubs uh, uh, that were then allowed be allowed to participate in the civilian marksmanship program of the, the Department of Defense. And if you participated in enough of, of matches, you were allowed to buy uh, a War Department uh, surplus weapons. They, they were DOD by that time, but this is stuff that the soul of the War Department had bought it. And people were able to buy Springfield rifles and later M1 carbines and M1 rifles, 45 caliber pistols, those sorts of things. Uh, uh, and there was a lot of the w w ways some of these uh, uh, black folks could, mm -hmm. uh, the, the only way they could acquire a firearm was to be a member of these NRA sponsored clubs. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, I have a, uh, I have a colleague who uh, uh, tells me stories about his father's participation in those. My uh, colleague, is a graduate of Tuskegee in 1965. Mm -hmm. I've been to Tuskegee, by the way, and we're going to get to mm -hmm. uh, uh, Tuskegee in a little bit. But uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, um, uh, I took a, a, a course with Dr. Oakley Holmes mm -hmm. uh, in African-American art. Uh, mm -hmm. Took a semester in that, and we, we saw the uh, New Deal era uh, murals at Tuskegee <clears throat> University, mm -hmm. and, uh -huh. and so that's that's why we went there. But uh, but yeah, Don Lamont is on CNN, and need oh, I remind you which <laughs> show beats CNN in the ratings? Uh, you know what? I just lost uh, the. I just Hang lost. on a second. We'll just, wait. We'll wait. I'm, I'm going to bring it. But back. yes, uh, CNN insiders are baffled why. The you know i i don't think there are times when i kind of wonder if there really is enough money in the world to make somebody actually perform that <laughs> That's a great tune, man. Uh, well, I love that, that Yeah, song. but but it's it's uh, it's a really badly it's horrible drum, dr synthesized drum track. You know, but I I I've got to say the vocals on there, you can tell they're really into it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whenever you're in trouble, round adventure bay. Yo, and they're just into it, boy. And Ryder and his team of pups come and save the day. Stacy. Okay, all right. I'm not quitting my day job. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, CNN's insiders are baffled why the network stands by Don Lamont. And the, the ratings at CNN are worse than Paw Patrol. So, yeah. so, so your four-year-old is watching a show that's more popular than Don Lamont. Well, speaking of going to the dogs, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I think so, Brain. But have you noticed Spud McKenzie has switched to harder stuff? Oi. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Spud McKenzie. You, you may remember In Bud his paws, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> oh me um speaking of that uh i had a, a post up um i guess yesterday evening everything is proceeding as i have foreseen mm. the post-millennial reports that uh elisa Hirenshade, uh the, the marketing executive behind bud light's <laughs> partnership with dylan mulvaney has taken a leave of absence uh, she'll be replaced by Todd Allen, who recently handled global marketing for B- the Budweiser, the main Budweiser brand. So there's no news whether she is going to spend the time learning to code or not. So mm. We'll see. Meanwhile, speaking of uh, of of uh, that was a bit of you know people have been engaging in what I uh, have called, I'm calling uh, canonicophobia, fear of normal people. And, and, uh, but there's news of, and I I picked this up uh, from NPR, Georgia's governor signed a bill banning most quote, gender affirming care for trans children. And uh, Uh um, what, what I, my comment, I, I tweeted at them, you say that as if it were a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Gender um, affirming care for children. Yeah, right. You know, um, it's kind of funny. I was at the uh, district eight. No, uh, no, 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 Diana. It's a little bit funny. Okay, this These feeling inside. inside. Yes. And I'm not one who can easily hide. Yeah, I'm. You're but the absolutely sun's right. Been quite kind. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll I, we'll skip it because here. do you know how much I actually hate that song? <laughs> I there is just nothing that annoys me as much as that line. But forgive me for for forgetting. But these things I do. You see, I've forgotten if they're green or they're blue. It's like stop, just stop right there. <laughs> line oh, that I out. To- do not do this to me. Back in my guitar strumming days, I used to kill that song. Girls love that song. Uh, Yes, I know, because a number of people think it's a good song. They are they they worry me. Anyway, but um today at the District Eight uh GOP convention, um this is how far uh Governor Kemp has fallen in our estimation. Not one good thing was said about this, despite the fact that every single person there would probably say hey good idea Mm. wow well you're you're so close to the florida border uh you could be in the freedom state you know 
merely by you know going down the block. You know, basically. Yeah, on the on the other hand, Georgia is is actually lagging behind some of the other states that are doing this. Part of this has to do with what legislative schedules are in states, and I understand that. But still, um, there their their legislation, for example, isn't as uh, all encompassing as say Tennessee's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, well, at we least they need something. Well, it's definitely the opposite direction of what you're seeing in states like Maryland. Yeah. And speaking of Florida. Yes. Crazy moms are dangerous. This is not crazy people. We're saving that for further down uh, the yeah. show. But crazy moms can be a da- <laughs> real danger to their kids. Yeah. Uh, this week mm. I watched a, uh, a YouTube video by Tim Poole. If you're familiar with his Tim cast, he's one of the most popular uh, 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 YouTubers, uh, Tim Poole. And he had a post... Uh, uh, Jazz Jennings unhappy with gender transition. Mom threatens her. Okay, and uh, if you watch the video, did, uh, hands show of hands, did you actually watch the video? No, you didn't. Uh, well, trust me when I say it's gross and frightening. Uh, the threat uh, that Jazz Jennings' mother uh, made against quote unquote. Her. Well, you know, there's some things that are just ugly enough in my life already that I didn't need any extra this week. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, the value added at my blog. Why, why, why you pay me the big bucks? Uh, uh, I uh, uh, gave a, a a little bit of a Hebrew lesson here, um, mm-hmm. and it's almost correct. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Thing. Uh, I, 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 close. I actually, uh, d- in order to do this, because my, my, uh, my blog program does not allow me to use the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, so oh. what I had to do was to cut and paste the term, uh, into a word document. I thought you were using WordPress. Well, anyway, <clears throat> so, so I, I had to <laughs> cut and paste it into WordPress and uh, blow it up to 96 points and screen cap the, the Hebrew word toeba or toeva, uh, which means abomination. And it re- appears repeatedly in the Old Testament, <clears throat> perhaps most pertinently in Leviticus 18.22 and Deuteronomy uh, 22.5. I'll let you folks uh, look those up. Uh, but uh, it, it, this is very relevant to what has been done to Jazz Jennings, uh, because as I uh, wrote uh, last month, it is clear that what we're dealing with here is a case of uh, Munchausen by proxy. Now, if you if you remember the movie The Sixth Sense, right? Uh, there was such a case that was featured in that movie where the where the mother was poisoning the child uh, in order to gain sympathy uh, for the child being sick. Okay, and and this kind of thing of of Munchausen by proxy, it's where a parent, usually the mother, uh, feels some sort of sick need for attention by making their child sick. Well, this is what 
the transgenderism of Jazz Jennings is obviously about if you watch <laughs> this video, but they... Uh, the producers of this show, I Am Jazz, which has been on for uh, eight seasons now. I think it's it may be in its ninth season, but it's eight or nine years going back to 2015. Um, but anyways, the producers of this apparently didn't think through the thing of, hey, <coughs> let's conduct a bizarre medical experiment as the subject of a reality TV program. Because, hey, what could possibly go wrong? Well, things went wrong. And I, I don't want to get into the details of, of uh, unexpected consequences of so-called puberty blockers, okay? That's one of, when, when you talk about childhood gender-affirming care for children, as they're calling it. Um, if people haven't thought through uh, the long-term consequences of so-called puberty blockers, okay, and what it does um, uh, to children, but it, it one of the things was is that it made Jazz Jennings' um, uh, sex reassignment surgery <clears throat> gender affirmation surgery. It made it more complicated uh, than it would have been. And uh, he slash she has now undergone four separate surgeries as the uh, uh, practitioners have attempted to correct what went wrong with the first botched operation. Now, here I invoke Bert the Samoan lawyer mm -hmm. uh, to point out that when I say call this a botched operation, I am merely stating my personal opinion since obviously I am merely a journalist and not qualified to judge cases of medical malpractice. So I don't want to make myself um, subject to a libel lawsuit. I've been pretty good about avoiding that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, so, we won both of them. Huh? We won yeah, both I've, of them. I've won both of them. Uh, but so, so when I use the phrase modern day Mengele <laughs> to describe <laughs> the people who perform this surgery, uh, that's just an expression <clears throat> of my personal opinion. Uh, whereas um, when... Uh, when I state as a fact, crazy people are dangerous. And they are. And we're going mm -hmm. to talk about it on a mass scale oh, right boy. now. Where the crazy people are dangerous. Stacy, it was Earth Day today. Yes. This is the I'm 54th Earth Day. Stake out of it. Uh, uh, yep. The, the, the limits of growth have been this whole thing about Earth Day. And, and basically, we were going to run out of everything before yeah, the turn yeah. of the century uh, back in the 70s. Uh, we, we weren't going to have any, enough oil. We weren't going to have enough coal. We were going to run completely out of gold and silver. There's now more gold and silver, uh, in a, known gold and silver reserves uh, now than there were then. Uh, it's just, you know, you know, we were going to starve because agriculture couldn't keep up with population. And none of this stuff has happened. 
especially none of the, uh, we, I, uh, apparently we forgot to freeze to death in the global cooling that was going to kill us back in the 70s. Yeah, so, you're, you're, uh, I, I should point out, you're uh, quoting an article from uh, for, people, Reason Magazine yes, if the, by if, Ronald Bailey. Yeah, and if you, mm-hmm. if, if you go to Reason's site and search on Earth Day, you'll come up with a, a, a wonderful bunch of stuff here. And you can mm-hmm. look through it and, and, and see uh, how, how all this stuff has, has failed uh, mm-hmm. because uh, basically uh, people like to make a living and when mm. they can make a living by making other people's lives better, those people are willing to pay those fo- uh, folks and people, everybody's life gets better. And that's what's happened since 2000. Almost all of the poor people in the world have been lifted out of abject poverty, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which the UN uh, defines as something around two bucks a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so none of this stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. And, but what we see now is the same people who wanted us to do all these crazy things about that would create agencies like the EPA and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. Uh, they now want us to do all this. They want to, they want to take our gas stoves and do all this other stuff. And, you know, basically they, since they have failed in their prophecies uh, about misery, they are, are doing their best to try and uh, recreate uh uh, the misery that, that uh, or create the misery that they failed to uh, bring upon us. Which will lead to the composting of girlfriends. Yes, and, <laughs> and uh, which leads us to Earth Day's co-founder, Ira Einhorn, uh, who was, you know, leading one of the big programs on Earth Day in Philadelphia in mm-hmm. 1970. And then a few years later, got busted because the cops found his girlfriend being composted in a trunk in his closet. Yeah, crazy people are dangerous. They yeah. Yeah. Boy, howdy, are they? Yeah, and and uh, crazy people uh, are defined by their delusions, and uh, and if nothing else, uh, climate change is a delusion. But I hear the boogie woogie in the background which tells me that we're nearing the end of the program. And so uh, we will be back next Saturday at the usual time, 7 p.m. Eastern, if you want to tune in live. And uh, thank you for... If not, just check us out on the uh, link from Hope Watch. And uh, thanks uh, for joining us, Diana. Good night. And, and we'll talk to y'all later. See you on the All right. Folks. Good night. Bye.